A pleasant good morning to everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Glad to be with you today. The guest menu looks like this for January 28th. Charles Edmund will join me here on the Coles Brown Show. Then at about 1130-ish, give or take a minute or two, will be Coach Roman Banks. He's the director of athletics at Southern University. Uh, whenever he's a guest on the show, uh, we get a lot of conversation going, and uh, we'll have a conversation with Coach uh, Banks here on the Coles Brown Show. Then in hour number two, two guests for you. And Coach Van Petaway, he's just simply the Carlos Brown Show's basketball analyst. We'll take a look at some huge matchups in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, both on the women's and the men's side. And quite simply, the game of the week on the men's side is for first place. Alcorn State visits Southern University at the F.G. Clark Activity Center. Women start at about 3 p.m., the men a little bit after 5.30 p.m. And then last but not least, he's a director of athletics at Fort Valley State. Many of you know him being the former director of athletics at Jackson State. Willa Brown will join us. And uh, he has a lot he wants to discuss and talk about. So those are the guests for January 28th here on the Coles uh, Brown Show. Here's simply what's trending, and then we'll introduce uh, Charles Edmund. First place is on the line. SWAC men's basketball action, Southern University and Alcorn State, both teams coming in 6-1 and one in conference play. Uh, Alcorn's on a w- nice win streak. The Jaguars split their action last weekend against Arkansas Pine Bluff and Mississippi Valley State. Of course, the women kick it off at, at 3 p.m., and for Southern, they're trying to keep place on the women's side and Alcorn as well. Uh, the SWAC baseball tournament, since we weren't with you last week, um, is moving to Atlanta for the 2023 uh, tournament season. We'll get Charles. We'll get all the guest thoughts on that as well and yours. Um, the Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman fiasco, my goodness. It is so many layers to this. And I know it's been talked about talked about talked about we'll give our guests an opportunity to give their thoughts on it and i'll share my thoughts on uh, the ed Bethune cookman uh, fiasco and then finally the mid-eastern athletic conference and the southwestern athletic conference the meac swag challenge the games have been released for of course we knew about 2023 2024 2025 and 2026 We'll take a look at those games as well. The SWAC MEAC Challenge and, of course, the MEAC, along with the Celebration Bowl, they have the bragging rights right now, and they can do that because they have been so successful. Let's introduce now Charles Etman of the uh, Alcorn State uh, Radio Network, uh, if we can. And there he goes, looking dapper. Uh, Future... You know, I'm going to say it, Charles, the future Hall of Famer for the Southwestern Athletic Conference inside of the media. He's done a great job and one of the hardest working men in sports. Charles, good morning to you. How you doing, sir? Welcome to, to Baton Rouge. 
Yes, welcome. Good morning. It's always a pleasure um, to be with you, and it's a pleasure always to be here in Baton Rouge. I love Baton Rouge, one of my favorite cities, uh, along with Houston, Texas. Baton Rouge, Louisiana is right up there. You know, home to so many championships, home to the baseball tournament, you know, for so many years, which I, I still believe to this day, never should have left here. But that's a whole nother discussion for another day. The tournament's in Atlanta. We'll talk about that. But it's 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 a big day here. It's a huge day for SWAC regular season basketball. The game of the year, the first half of the regular season is today with the first place at stake. The Braves are now the hottest team, Southern has to defend home court. We'll see what happens. As Landon Bussey said, it could be a bloodbath today. And I think it, it'll, it'll be physical. It'll be intense, not only on the court, but on the sidelines, too. Because you know Sean Woods is full of testosterone. He's going to be in it. You know Landon Bussey's going to be in it. So this hype and buildup could lead to a very, very entertaining game today. Charles, uh, Coach Bussey says a bloodbath. Somehow I think it's he's meaning it's going to be physical. They're going to lay it all out on the uh, court. And, you know, the loser of this ball game, it won't be the end of the season, of course. But it will give the team just a, a leg up on a tough schedule remaining in conference play. And, and uh, Charles, it's no secret, you take care of business at home and then you be successful on your road swings. So that's very interesting. Um, I got a chance to listen to uh, Coach Bussey and his show that you um, host and um, a, a very tough-minded coach. Preaches his defense. And another thing I like about him, when something goes wrong, it's not that it's the player's fault. He owns up to it. As the head coach, he feels that it's something that he could do better to reach his team. So just the, the, the physical toughness, and they also talk about a team takes on the personality of their coach. How so true? So true when I, you know, from the outside looking in with Coach Buss and his Alcorn State uh, basketball team. So, Charles, it, it, it should be a tremendous, tremendous matchup, and, and we'll, we'll get back a little bit more in, in, into that matchup. Uh, but the SWAG baseball tournament moves to uh, Atlanta for the 2023 uh, baseball uh, tournament. And it kind of caught me off guard. Almost had me shocked because I thought it was going to be somewhere else besides uh, Atlanta. What have you been hearing uh, for us, the feedback from, from, from the coaches and, and perhaps the, the, the uh, ADs? Well, what I was told by a source the other day was it, it was all about the dollars. It's all about this right here. Um, the conference, obviously, when it's in, it's for these other sports, for most of the championships anyway, the conference has to put a little bit of cheese in the game. Uh, from what I was told the other day, that by moving the tournament to Atlanta, the conference doesn't have to uh, put in the cheese, if, if you will. Financially, the conference doesn't have to do nearly as much as they would have if it was in Birmingham or New Orleans. Remember, this is the third location that we've heard about the Swag Baseball Tournament in the last six months. We heard Birmingham and then New Orleans as they were going to renovate that facility, and now Atlanta. Um, obviously, it, Atlanta is a place where they're putting a lot of resources into it to make it successful. The conference doesn't have to put nearly as much resource into it. 
So I think that's the bottom line. If the conference doesn't have to do very much or spend very much, why not? It's going to be at Georgia Tech. Um, from what I from what I heard, there was a little bit of pushback by it being at Georgia Tech because you're promoting another conference's facility. Of course, Georgia Tech is in the ACC. There's a little bit of a consternation about that, but otherwise, I think in terms of what the conference has to come up with out of pocket, uh, out of their resources, I think they feel like it was a win, and I think it, they sold that on the coaches uh, as a win as well. So I. I think that's that's kind of what you're what you're looking at. If the conference doesn't have to have a whole lot of overhead to put on the tournament these tournaments, whether it's softball down in uh, Biloxi or baseball, wherever it may have been, I think the conference will take advantage of that. And obviously, the city of Atlanta, you you get a huge draw. Atlanta's a big baseball a baseball market, so you're going to get a lot of folks coming. You know, obviously, to watch some good baseball. So I think if the conference comes out very little, if any, and if the city, if Georgia Tech or whatever the case can provide a lot of the heavy lifting. I think that was a deal the conference couldn't turn down from what I was told. But uh, it was definitely a surprise to me. It caught me off guard. I didn't even hear it coming. I think they kept that one under the vest. And so here we are. We're, we're going back to Atlanta. It's going to be tough travel for teams like Prairie View and Texas Southern. Um, you know, for all corners kind of midway for the Bama teams, it's probably, it's, it's okay. It's about, you know, a couple hundred miles, but it definitely is different for, for sure. I like New Orleans. I like Baton Rouge. I didn't mind Birmingham, but Atlanta definitely is a is a change of pace for the Swag Baseball Tournament. Well, if it was up to you, Charles, I, I know it would be in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, um, and, and I don't think you would even entertain a whole lot of discussion about it. Um, the, <laughs> the only person I talked to um, via text message actually was Coach Carlos James at UAPV, and um, – you know, we didn't have an extensive conversation, but he just he told me um, he liked moving to uh, uh, Atlanta, and and I didn't get a chance to ask him about you know his colleagues, his other coaches, compadres, and and, and what their um, thoughts were on it. But um, it's going to be in it's going to be in Atlanta, and it, and if it's as, as exciting as the last few uh, baseball tournaments. It should be a, a good deal, but um, I'll get an opportunity, I guess, uh, when we visit with Coach uh, Roman Banks, Director of Athletics at Southern University. Um, ask him about his thoughts on, on on moving it to Atlanta. But I guess from a financial standpoint, Charles, if you have, um, at the end of the day, your expenses are more so than, I mean, your revenue is more, uh, it's better than expenses then you come out on, on, on the plus side. Um, the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Of course, this year, 2023, it'll be Jackson State and South Carolina State. But in 2024, it'll be Norfolk State and FAMU. We kind of knew that uh, from previous conversation. Uh, 2025, Southern University and North Carolina Central will be in the SWAC MEAC Challenge. And then in 2026, South Carolina State again versus Alabama State. And, and, and Charles, I, I, I'm going to be petty here. I'm going to be selfish. 2024, if I could replace one of those teams and put Southern in there, Norfolk State and Southern University. Oh my goodness. <laughs> in 2024, <laughs> Coach Odom's a former coach at Southern University. <laughs> And Southern University, and, and, and you know, uh, 
Coach Odom's one of my favorite coaches of all time at Southern University. The guy who I always was in favor of, always, Charles. Be careful, a lightning bolt may come down, I know. Um, but that is not the case. Southern in 2025. Um, but but kind of your thoughts on there, Jackson State, South Carolina State coming up uh, this year, a, re, a rematch, new football coach at T.C. Taylor, Coach Buddy Pugh, Coach Odoms and Coach Simmons in 2024, Southern North Carolina Central 2025, and South Carolina State back again in Alabama State. Uh, now we know the SWAC MAG Challenge. I will say this, Charles. Come on. Come on, SWAC. We've got to be more successful in, in, in these ball games. Well, Carlos, you weren't being petty, in my opinion. You were being messy, in my opinion, by, by, by having that matchup. That, I think we can that, that is to. correct. <laughs> I, I, I plead guilty and throw myself <laughs> And hey, that, that'll sell another few hundred tickets for sure if, if that happened, considering. Um, I agree with you on that. Being petty, messy, whatever you want to say, that would be really – that would be really fun if, if, if that happened. But, hey, I'm glad that uh, the, the, the MEAC SWAC committee folks are actually doing this, giving folks an opportunity to, to see these matchups going forward. Because people are wondering who's going to be in 2024, SWAC MEAC, and 2025, 2026, 2027. Not a lot. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm wondering which teams are going to be in, in the SWAC MEAC, in the MEAC SWAC going forward. So I'm, I'm glad that they did this. I'm glad that they put it out there. And I think it's even though we haven't done as well in terms of winning the game, I, I do think they're promoting it, they're they're forwarding it and promoting it ahead. And I'm glad to see that because it gives people an opportunity to plan ahead for that. So, you know, good good job, John Grant and and everybody involved in that just to get just to let everybody know what these future matchups are so you can plan accordingly. Uh, I, I would agree in, in the excitement because you know, um look at social media. Uh, some alum from different institutions in the conference, they're already ready for football to come back around. But look, we still got basketball in, in the midst of a conference season that's uh, very intriguing. And then don't forget, uh, swag baseball, collegiate baseball is right around the corner. Some uh, classics, some new classics, some continuing classics. You know, if you if you're competitive and you're proud of your alumni and your institution that you've gone to, you want to see them do well across the board. So still sports is a part of society, whether it's good or bad, we're perfectly imperfect, but at the end of the day, it is something that you can be proud of to support, support your school, you know, from on the academic side, also from the athletic uh, perspective. And that leads me into this. And we, we kind of had a slight discussion. And I, I try to listen, uh, do a better job of listening and, and, and kind of uh, look at other people's perspective on, on situations. But the Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman fiasco, um, he, you know, he was working without a contract. He, he didn't have a contract. Then he goes on Instagram Live. I didn't see it live, but boy, a lot of people were just sending me, oh, look, do you see what's going on? And um, he, he pretty much um, went off. I wanted to use another word, uh, a, a adjectives, 
but I'll keep it clean, the clean version. About Tibethu Cookman and going on social media and complaining to me is not a good thing. Here's the way I would have handled it. I'm I'm the coach. I'm the football coach. And I should understand that there were two natural disasters that hit the Florida area and Bethune-Cookman. But if it's something I'm not pleased with, let's 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 get a meeting with all of those involved, the players, the administrators, coaches, former coaches, former alumni. And let's see how we can solve the problem. Because, Charles, I'm sorry. If you go on social media, and let's say you just got hired, or, you, or, or, or you're working at Alcorn State, and it's, it, it's, it's a problem that you have, and you go on IG or social media and blast them, do you expect them to just sit back, well, okay, he he's right. And and he he came out and, and put it all out on social media. Your bosses, your administrators, they're not going to be happy about that. So I disagree 200% the way he handled that. And then if you look at it, then he, he goes on social media and, and, and gets into it with Shannon Sharp, uh, administrators. He was on Roland Martin's show, and, and it's just – it's just an ugly mess. But if you're a pro HBCU and you're a supporter, some things we just need to circle the wagon and, and handle things. And I understand there's a segment that said, well, you got to put some of this stuff out on blast, you know, to maybe to get things to do right. But I think you just got to work together because let me tell you something. HBCUs have been here a long time. And to make sure that they're here 200, 300 years from now, viable, we've got to go in and help where we, where we can help. And at the end of the day, no one can tell the story and like we can. We meaning African-Americans, also other people, ethnicities that have gone on and graduated from HBCUs because they have helped a lot of us. They made us who we are today. And yeah, we have some problems. I, I understand that. But it is a way to handle those problems. Ed Reed was dead wrong. Dead wrong how he handled the situation. Now, do Bethune Cookman, have, do they have some issues? Yes, they do have some issues. But again, can we just talk about it in a professional manner? Professionalism goes a long way. Charles, I could go on, but uh, I'll get your perspective, and then we'll uh, get ready for our, our first guest. Well, you know, there were some questions from the very beginning when the first of all, actually, Coach Reed posted two videos. He posted a video of the of the of a field or something that needed to be cut, and I, I, I questioned that because you wondered, did he see the facilities? beforehand and as it turns out reggie theus did say the other day that he did so he knew what he was walking into so that answers a whole lot of questions for me look there's there's a way to do anything and and i know for me as an employee of a, of a institution um if i said and did some of the things that even coach sanders said and did or even coach reed said 
or did. I would I would be talking to you today. I'd be looking for a job right now. Um, and I agree with you. You just don't put this stuff out there. You don't put your dirty laundry out there like that. Uh, Coach Reed knew what he was walking into in terms of facilities. And I don't know if he was trying to use the Coach Sanders model in terms of just putting it out there and hoping to rally the troops from the opposite side of the fence. I don't know if that was the case or not, but it clearly didn't work. Um, you weren't officially hired, number one. And I, I do understand from the perspective of the calendar, he was hired late. Well, he wasn't officially hired, but they were still working on the language in his contract. But I do think that the president probably polled his board and said, look, you're gonna get, you're going to get approved. You will be the next head coach. Just, let's just work through the process and work through the language in the contract. It'll be officially done and you'll be officially on board. But in the meantime, we need someone to kind of help stable things until this is until this happens. So I think there was kind of a handshake deal that this was going to happen. But I think the first video and, and that he put out, that, that drew a lot of negative attention. But the video he posted last week with, with parents and players and having Coach Sanders on the other side, on a split screen, that was the final nail in the coffin. That's something you just do not do. Um, I know he was passionate about it. I know he put a lot, or not a lot, but some of his resources into it. Um, but that's just something you just don't do. And if you do that, there's consequences and repercussions for something like that. And obviously, there was no way the president could, could stand by it. There's no way the board could stand by it. Again, that first video, okay. But then, but then you can't justify that because he knew what he was walking into before he posted the video. It's not like he just showed up and just saw that and just decided to do that. You know, in, in the world of social media with, with camera phones and putting everything out on blast, this is just, this is the par for the course. It's going to continue to happen. I'm, I, I hate to say it, it's an ugly reality that we're in. Um, it's just going to continue to happen. And I think Coach Reed thought by putting it out there the way he did, it would draw so much attention to force changes to be made like right now now the president and ad reggie theas met with the players the other day president said there's going to be some changes reggie theas said there's going to be some improvements you know i don't know if that was because of or in spite of ed reed i don't know but there's some things you just don't do you don't do that uh, especially number one when you're not officially officially hired in principle yes but not on paper no and so i think what what they were hoping for was that he would come in have a seat, trying to assess the situation, what his program looks like while the contract gets drawn up. And I think, you know, at first he didn't say much. And you saw the posts on social media. A lot of people were saying, well, if he just doesn't do what Coach Sanders did, I believe in all that other stuff, then he'll be fine. And he was fine for a minute. But then the video started coming out. The first one, okay. But then you find out he knew what he was walking into and posted it anyway. Then the video last week, and I was sitting in the arena. I was getting ready for your show last week, and one of the assistant coaches said, "Man, you 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 know you heard about Ed Reed?" And I'm like, "No, what happened? He resigned." And there's a video out there, and I saw the video sitting at our scores table, getting ready for the game, and with Coach Sanders on split screen, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it just like there's no way that they can stand by that. So at the end of the day, I know it's like, why is it he was working without a contract? I think there was this assumption that if everything just stayed quiet and just continue to work through your program and trying to recruit and you you will be officially hired on paper and that was going to happen if he just didn't do what he did i think it was still going to happen but obviously after last saturday there's no way that that was going to happen he destroyed that and now he's trying to clean it up 
going on the different talk shows like frustrated people do. And so now what Ed Reed has to be careful of, I know he wants to stay in the game. I know he wants to coach and do some other things. And what he does going forward, that's going to be determined by how he handles this going forward in terms of putting people on blast and all that. So I, I disagree with it as a graduate of an HBCU, as someone that's employed by one. You just can't do those things. But this is the times that we're in with social media. You're putting all the stuff out there. And so when you're upset, when you're disgruntled, when you're pissed off, you're going to put it out there because you have nobody to vent to. But you do. You have an AD. You have a president. Like you said, and it's absolutely true. Why not circle the wagons? Why not call your AD? Why not get in touch with your president, your provost, have a meeting, have a powwow, and air it out and clean it up and figure it out? But when it doesn't go the way you think it should go, then you get frustrated and then you go another route. And that's kind of what happens a lot of times, even with Coach Sanders. Some of the things that he said about his players not getting refunds on time and mentioning the governor's name, do we get that on the back end or the front end? I mean, did he know what the case was and was just frustrated about it and aired it out to us? Or did he really not know? Or was it not explained to him? I don't know. We don't know the answer to those questions. I don't know. I wouldn't have done that because I think I think that question could have been answered in three phone calls in one hour. Your AD, your president, your director of financial aid could have answered all those questions without putting it out there. So I think the resources are there to get your questions answered. But it's just when it doesn't go your way or you don't get an explanation, you get frustrated, time ticks along and you just want to air out your frustrations. That's not the way to do it, especially when you haven't officially been hired yet. You don't do that. So there a lot of questions were answered to me the other day when Reggie Theus and the president kind of going out there and Reggie Theus talked to HBCU game day. He answered some of the questions for me like, did he not know? Well, obviously he did know. So it was. So he just decided to do that and it cost him. And look, I feel for the players, you know, I'm a, I'm a prodigy of HBCUs. I feel for the university. I feel for the president. I feel for Reggie Theus. He was just at our place last week. So I, I feel for all of that. And, you know, you hope they get a good coach in there. Signing day's Wednesday. You don't know how that's going to look. You know, we don't play Bethune-Cookman this year. They roll off our schedule. Alabama State will replace them. But they're going to play football this fall. Who will be the head coach? I don't know. The president said there will be a good coach there. So we'll see. But I just, I feel for the university and everybody involved there because I want to see everybody do well. Everybody. I don't have a dislike or disdain for any school in the conference. I want to see them all compete, all play at a high level because it helps us all. And this is just a tough situation for Bethune-Cookman, and I hope they get it fixed. Temperament, as, as someone said in the, uh, I think it was Edwin, in, in the chat room, you got to have the right temperament and, and professionalism. Also, once again, we, we see the debate has started back again. Celebrity coach versus a traditional coach. And third, you know, Coach Sanders was successful at Jackson State. But that model for Jackson State may not work for Alcorn, may not work for Southern University. I'm just using them for examples. Um, at the end of the day, it's about winning and putting student athletes in a position to graduate and get their degree. But um, this, it, it just simply was a fiasco. And um, going forward, I think Ed Reed, he's going to have to work on that because you will not be able to go anywhere else and do that. 
You've got to change that temperament. And I don't know if he can do it. You talked about the players. Yeah, you feel uh, bad about the student athletes, um, you know, facilities, financial university. They, they have some things to improve on as well. So hopefully everyone can get together and um, ha start having solutions. We all know what the problems are. And, and, and oftentimes it is spoken about the problems. What are some of the solutions? We need to go in that mindset now of solutions to get things done. And it's going to take all of us involved, administration, alumni, you know, supporters. You know, HBCUs have been historically underfunded. And that's, to me, where it starts from the top. And, and I, I see people with the arguments about, well, that they're, they're getting money. Where is it? They're accusations going back and forth of administrations, you know, misappropriation of funds is a, is a cute way to say it. But all of that, let's start from the number one thing, HBCUs have been historically underfunded and they are owed millions, and in some case, billions of dollars. And that's from yeah. a historical standpoint. Well, let me take a time well, out. Let me, let, let me, can, I, can, can I say a couple things real quick? I think you, you brought up the point of will this trend continue on celebrity coaches? My answer is yes. I don't think it's going to change. I think there will be more vetting, though. I think there will be a little deeper yeah. dive. I, I'm, I'm just giving – I don't think it's going to change. No, no, you know, I, we had a I understand. I'm, I'm just emotional yeah. about, about that because, you know, it's like one size fits all. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Right. One size does right. not fit all. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I agree. But do I think I think the Coach Sanders situation, some might say it was an, an anomaly, but I think that 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 mod, that model is still out there to be talked about. And I don't think it's going to change very much, maybe a little bit more in terms of the vetting. But I think that if and even what Reggie Thea said in the article about bringing Ed Reed on board, Florida guy, Miami guy, he's, he's going to bring some people in to help financially improve the athletic product. If, if you got people that could, like, he's going to bring Shaquille O'Neal in, in the mix. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at a little bit. And so if you do a little bit more vetting and get, and get the right person in there with those type of contacts that doesn't kind of go off the rails, then it would work. And it was working until he started doing what he did. Now, as, as far as the financial piece is concerned, you know, I think that I think we got to buckle up here and maybe Roman Banks will talk about it a little bit. But, you know, the R word and I know this is going way off base here, the recession, you know, we're all most of us are state funded and athletics, too. And so you got to look at what the funding formula is going to be going forward in terms of how these states are going to deal with a possible recession. That could mean a flatlining in budgets. That could mean a flatlining in university budgets. Could mean a flatlining in athletic budgets. We don't know, but you, you, you know, I look at more of MSNBC than I do ESPN because it impact it impacts our pocketbooks. It could impact the state's pocketbooks, the university's budget, and I think that's something that everyone's kind of concerned about. It's been a lot of layoffs already, and I know we're getting off the rails here, but that's just something you talk about funding. That's a part of it too. So that's something that we just have to put in our clip and save file and see how it goes. I hope it's not the case, but the way the economic trends are looking, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's tough sledding right now in the first month of 2023. But, but to your point, I do think that I don't think it's going to change much. Don't know what the openings are going to look like in terms of coaches going forward. You know, we've already filled a number of coaching hires already. 
and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. But I do think that model is still alive and well. But I do think there's going to be more vetting and more deeper dive into personalities and the people because there's people like Terrell Owens, Warren Sapp, that their names have come up. Of course, Ed Reed. I don't know what that's going to look like for him going forward. But trust me, there are some people, there are some celebrities out there, former players who want to still do this stuff. They're out there. They still want to do it. And I think that model's not going away. In my opinion, I might be wrong. If I am, I'll say I'm wrong. But I, I think we're one and one. One was a success. One was not. We're even. We're one and one. So we're back to where we started. Well, once again, it's interesting that they can't go to the Almanadas and get a job if they have no coaching experience, but they can come to an HBCU and get a job. Uh, that just don't sit right with me, but you know, some trends are not good, but I gotta take a break. When I come back, I'll visit with coach, well, I'm scheduled to visit with coach Roman Banks, the director of athletics at Southern University. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. So, so. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. Brian Fulford, A.D. Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. 
Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll go with our first guest. He is ready to go. He's going to be in the spotlight, of course. Um, Coach Roman Banks, Director of Athletics at Southern University. Coach Banks, good morning and welcome to uh, the spotlight. You're like the point guard now. How, how you doing, oh, sir? I'm doing well. How you doing? Thank you guys for having me today. It looks like it's a little warmer weather out there, so it must be a good thing. Well, I Coach, I, I don't like cold weather anymore, I guess because I'm getting up in years, but uh, I love it when it's warm, and if it's getting warmer, that's going to be great. Um, we're glad to have you here. Several things to talk about. Coach Banks, when they find out that you're coming on the show, I get a bunch of questions to try to get through, and you can't get through all of them, so I'm going to try to just pick out, I think, the ones are of most importance. And I know all of them are, are, are important. Uh, but first and foremost, a big game today in basketball. I still refer to you as Coach Banks because you are a, a still a basketball coach to me. Um, Southern Alcorn, first place. Crown, FG Clark Activity Center. How about the whole atmosphere? Is it not a big game? Oh, it's, it's definitely a big game. Uh, I, it, it's almost... Uh, one of those must-win situations games that you that you like to put on your schedule um, to close out this first half because of the opportunity of getting a couple of games ahead of everyone. And uh, uh, we know that uh, Alcorn, the Braves, bring in a good ball club. And and um, obviously, uh, from last year, they got a lot of returners too. So we know for that reason it's a big game. But also, we're out, we're chasing the championship. And, um, and and so in some way you got to go, you know, you have to go through through good teams such as as Alcorn and and regular season champs from last year. So we're excited about the opportunity. It's always better to be playing for first than to be playing for, for anything less than that. Well, that 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 is true. And, and it's going to be a huge matchup. Me and Charles will get a, a chance to kind of uh, dwell in it a little bit more. Um, but Coach Banks, let's get into what you do, Director of Athletics at Southern University. And um, boy, there's always a lot to talk about. Um, as far as the state of uh, Southern University athletics, what would be your assessment of, of, of the athletic program as far as strengths, but also some things that you would want to uh, uh, improve on? And, and then I'll come back with another follow-up uh, maybe some top uh, five projects that you would like to see as far as uh, facilities upgrade. But I, I, I try to break that down into two parts. So, uh, if 
I probably can't get your whole course name. If I let me tap the one of the, uh, one of the weaknesses that I think is the overall weaknesses, and that's uh, technology and uh, being able to mm -hmm. communicate with season ticket holders and fans, and obviously that you have to be able to have a, a mechanism to to create that intensity of communication. And, and for me, it's called ticketing. And so uh, uh, to be able to let our fans sit at the office desk or sit at home and get ticketing uh, uh, from a digital device is very crucial these days, I think, uh, going forward, because you start talking about uh, you know, adding the season ticket holders and adding fans. I think this is one device that, uh, uh, one uh, area of technology that that lends you to do that. And so, but when you start talking about that, then you start talking about uh, uh, your, your internet uh, access on campus, your width band, and all those things. And that goes on the technology that needs to be addressed so it can be successful. Uh, you can have mobile tickets on your phone, but if you go up, walk to a, up to a game at homecoming and it's packed and we don't have a width band and then we can't scan your tickets, then what good does that do for you? And then what good does that do for me when, when we uh, come down to us being audited by the state and we don't have those correct records? And so I think that's one of the, the, the overall weaknesses of our, of our department and maybe for the whole campus, should I say, uh, uh, moving forward. Um, you start talking about that with registration and all those things. So that's one thing that I, that I, uh, uh, looking forward to addressing in a mighty way. Now, how would, who helps you in that aspect? Where, where do you go to? Is it, um, the administration has to help with that? And, and, and what is a, probably a timeline where you hope to be able to report back at least some, some, you know, progress or the problem is fixed. So let me let me say this, and I think I heard y'all earlier. So uh, athletics, being athletic director, is not doesn't def totally define just the athletic department because uh, we're not we're not a, a independent entity on campus. We're part of the university. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Power Five schools and a lot of schools that we would think that 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 can stand on their own. They have the ability to be the only entity or to say that they own the campus, but they they have their own pool of money. They have their own foundation. They have their own resources that that allow them to go in and do some other things. Give you an example, just so people can understand what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the Tiger Athletic Fund runs half of, of LSU football stadium, and then so does the university. And so the Tiger Athletic Fund put a lot of money into into adding adding the amenities to that stadium and not necessarily the university. And so when I say that, uh, I give you a uh, leave that a step further. So we've been trying to go and I've been talking about this for three years to mobile ticketing. Uh, uh, and, and from an athletic department standpoint, we raised the money. It's been sitting there for a period of time for over three years now, in which I'm glad to see that's going to be going to our board for approval. But to implement that is not on the athletic department totally. That comes with mm -hmm. IT um, having to come in and do a thing that comes with purchasing. Uh, have to we had to go through purchasing, then it has to be rectified through the board and all. It's a lot of different steps that a lot of times uh, are not in the athletic department hands. 
and uh, and that bureaucracy can get tied up for a long period of time. And so, which which something that I think or you think that can happen um, in six months, uh, it's just sad to say until we get our business straightened out a little better, sometime it take two or three years. Hmm, interesting. Um, we're visiting with Coach Roman Banks, Director of Athletics at Southern University. Um, one, one of the, uh, I guess, comments or questions that I, that was sent to me. But Carlos, and let, I think let it, me pull you ask that mm -hmm. question, and I want to rectify for everybody. So what ends up looking like that uh, is an athletic problem? It's not an mm -hmm. athletic problem totally. It's a function of the system problem system. until we straighten those mm -hmm. things out. That's what's going to happen. But you know, you, uh, you, I get the emails, I get the backlash, and 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 obviously those are not things that you go out and talk about, right? You go back right. and you talk to your president, the people in, and talk about your board members about changing the system, and so uh, uh, so those are, that's part of uh, the process <clears throat> of trying to handle the situation uh, without embarrassing the institution of the process, but go in and be fighting. People don't realize that you're fighting every day mm -hmm. to make things better, uh, for your department. Well, j just like one person we won't name, you don't, if you have a, a concerns, you don't put it on blast on IG, Instagram. That's a no, no, but, uh, when you sign up for leadership, and uh, uh, leadership at, at a historical black college is, 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 is difficult. Uh, but you know what you sign up for and you have to respect that position of leadership, but, and you have to take that position and try to affect change in a, in a positive way. And so that don't mean going to social media, Instagram, and, and if you have to take hits, you take hits, but your student athletes, your coaches, and the people that's close to the program know that you're there fighting every day and that's what makes a difference. I, I understand. Um, I think I asked you about, and I think it was too broad of a question about your top five projects, but uh, I, I'll put it this way. Uh, someone asked about uh, locker room upgrades for the football, and I guess it's their wish list. They want to see uh, the possibility of a baseball turf. Is that something that you consider important? And I want to ask you a time frame on that, but you do you feel that that's important uh, to have at least those couple of projects? And I understand, Coach, you have a master plan that the university has put together that has include athletic pieces as well. But um, I guess what do you think, uh, what are your thoughts about a locker room upgrade for football and a baseball turf? Yeah, so we, we had that master plan uh, that you talked about, but we also have our, uh, what I call our, uh, separate properties, uh, uh, our uh, uh, things that we want to get done as it relates to just everyday business to be successful, right? And that means upgrades okay. to facilities and locker rooms. And so it's no secret. I've been talking about upgrading, upgrading uh, uh, Ashley baseball and uh, softball uh, for, for a period of time now. Uh, obviously, we know that you have to continue to to create your own dynamic of of what these young kids want to see in recruiting and so locker room assets particularly bass and uh, football is great and that's another thing that's that's on our radar right now as well as one of those i call it everyday projects that we need to try to affect change 
but you know you you talk about those things and then you have to talk about funding for those things and uh you know to give you an example you you can start talking about a, a baseball turf that's a million dollar project right mm -hmm. but also here's some of the other challenges uh that that we have faced we can go we can go we, we continue trying to raise money, find different ways to, to upgrade uh, our projects, but then you have to get the fundamental principles of the field in condition. So to no fault of nobody alone, give you another example. Uh, when you come inside the mini dome and the road that go around and you're going by the baseball field, it sits higher than a baseball field. So when it rains, there's a drainage problem that floods out uh, the baseball stadium. Right. And so that in return, the ravine, it needs some work on a ravine in the back that needs to be fixed once again outside of outside of Moscow, but needs to be fixed to drain the field because it will flood in the, in the outfield. So so what needs to take place? Yeah, while we're working on we trying to replace the turf, it does us no good if we don't get the fundamental principle fixed first about about the drainage and the, and, and the base that we need to create this good atmosphere to lay the turf. Because if we lay a turf, we'll be pulling up the turf just in six months uh, with the problems that we have. Mm -hmm. So though we're working on those projects, then there's a bigger side to us making the projects work. And uh, those are the challenges that we're running into. And, and, and still at the same time, we still have to continue to raise money. And these money has to come from the outside. So people are asking about uh, upgrades, facility upgrades. Then I, I asked them simply to be a season ticket holder and invest because those are those the state don't get give you get uh, us any dollars for athletic improvement. Uh, when the COVID money came down, they gave the university a lot of money that could not be used for athletics. And so athletics uh, basically is a is a entity on campus that have to stand by itself when it comes down to funding. And so it's going to require. Yes, we want to get these things done, but it's going to require uh people to invest to continue to invest to become season ticket holders and to make contributions to the to the to the projects and so there's a bigger challenge when you just start talking about uh uh upgrading facilities you know that we can't do anything i can bring in lockers coach Dooley and i are doing a, a project now with uh naming rights for lockers and which is great fine and dandy but the bottom line is that uh, the reason why we have to go in and improve the locker room is because of uh, uh, the, the, the outdated uh, uh, the outdated air conditioning units that's in there that causes the leaks and stuff like that to damage the locker. So until we get that fixed uh, with mold and all, until we get that fixed, then why would I bring in the new locker? And uh, and so that's putting a just putting a bandage on it, which I want to solve the whole problem so we can continue to move forward. So even after me or after Coach Dooley, we still have nice facilities. And so those are the different challenges. And once again, is it, it affects what we do in the athletic department. And 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 we're on top of, I think, our business of raising money and to get some things done. But we still have a foundation issue that we have to get things fixed uh, from a university standpoint uh, first 
uh, a maintenance standpoint, a constant maintenance standpoint first, so we can move forward when we do these projects. Now, we've been able to add, and what I, what I have had to do, and uh, it's the business side, we were behind on Title IX. So yes, we just completed a uh, locker room for soccer. Uh, we just completed uh, uh, work to the softball field. Uh, we spent a lot of dollars in that. And we just, uh, while we're saying that, we just improved our uh, 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 football meeting space, uh, the film room, all new chairs, all new carpet. So people don't see that. But those are things that we are doing and have done in the co and, and, and I know how it is. So I'm trying to affect change for the coaches and they appreciate it. But the average fan, if you didn't come in and see uh, have a, inside our doors, then you wouldn't know those things were happening. So, Coach Banks, let me see if I understand. The, uh, you have some issues that can only be sound from a foundation situation that's exclusively on the university, right, to, 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 to solve those problems, correct? Yes. And, and, and yes. You're right. Okay. Then. Yes. Pre preventive so, maintenance. Okay. That's from the it's, university it's a, standpoint. There's a line of preventive maintenance that, that's required, yes. All right. So with that being said, then, um, and you kind of mentioned about you and Coach Dooley uh, talking about the renovations to football facility, uh, locker room facility. So a specific person or entity, if they coach, basically they wanted to renovate the football locker room for, say, naming rights, would the university accept that? Yeah, so there's a process to that. And actually we have mm – -hmm. We, we have had some conversation with some with several people and I would say not just people but a couple of businesses and so uh, to get those funds yes but there's a process of uh, uh, how you have to handle that as well right and so uh, you have to be willing and and look a lot of people come in and say hey we want to help you we want to do that but uh, they want to come in and do the work and get paid right Instead of when they coming in, they they saying that we have the funds, we're gonna do the work, and we wanna put our name and rights on it. So it's too. Let's be careful, uh, and I want to be certain how 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 that has to be approached, right? Because a lot of times uh, I get a lot of knocks on the doors, and people saying they want to help, but they want to get paid, <laughs> and so we have to find the revenue. Uh, I had a uh, a several calls of, of someone wanting to help and. They say we'll do the work, but we'll finance it. But financing is fine. We got very, we got a lot of people want to finance, but you still have to have the revenue to finance whatever you're trying to do, right? And so I'm not going to go into a project, and the university would not let me go into the project, whether it's through the through the foundation or through the university, that we don't have that that total amount of funding. So so we know it costs a million dollars. Well, we're going to finance or not. We need to know that we have the source that's going to donate that million or we have the name and rights sold for that million dollars before we take it a step further. Visit with Coach uh, Roman Banks here, Director of Athletics at University. So you, you kind of talked about so far uh, a couple of projects. We asked about, uh, we were talking specifically now about locker room upgrades. Earlier you talked about um, tickets online you thought that was a weakness from a technology standpoint that uh, once again the university has to help 
the athletic department to kind of get that whole situation straight. Because another question we had was, our question was, um, the updates with the ability to buy tickets online. And um, this one person said they noticed last year when Southern played LSU, they had a payment plan for the season books. Will Southern do something similar? So, uh, so what happens is once we get, and let me talk about the ticket process. Once we get that, uh, it's called Artix. It's a it's another phase to Ticketmaster. And so, like I say, we've been approved for it and we are paid it. Now we're in the, uh, implementing stages of it. And uh, first of all, it you it, it has to be approved by the board to go to another phase of of ticketing. Then you have to line it up with the state. Uh, uh, also, so let me talk about that. So when you start talking about different payment plans, uh, remember that I told you earlier that everything we have is statewide. It's not mm-hmm. run by a foundation or outside source. So if you buy tickets from the Tiger Athletic Fund, they can do things differently because they are independent source right mm-hmm. we have to do things differently because we only state funded and so therefore all our auditing practice have to line up with the state and so i just can't mm-hmm. go up there and say i want to discount 10 percent tickets uh uh against against all coin all that has to be approved for us by the state if it was a, if we had a third party entity some like tiger athletic fund running our tickets then we can do a lot of different methods and so let's make sure you everybody understand that fundamental principle. The second thing is, is that yes, once we do complete this process, of, uh, uh, and, and I'm excited about it, cause we come a step closer every day. And I, and uh, Dr. Shields, uh, President Shields, has been very great of helping me push this forward because he was very surprised that we didn't have uh, mobile ticketing. Uh, there'll be some other things that we could do because. We go in and we set the system up. It's approved by the state. And then that give us a lot of uh, ability to uh, do some payment plans and other things going forward. But once again, we have to set it up. Uh, the state have to come in, audit our process, and make sure it's sound. Right. Well, I, I believe I've under, I, I kind of understand it now. At least I have a better understanding of um, yeah, it, it's a process. It's a process, yes. and I, and I understand you have to go through that. Boy, I was going to ask you actually to start off this interview, but uh, I, I think you're releasing the 2023 football schedule. Um, I heard uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Do you, do you want to break uh, <laughs> any news before then? I, I, it would be great if you want to do it. Um, we, we, we have some universities like Lincoln, I know, they released and said they're coming to Baton Rouge. So uh, how about the A.W. Mumford Classic? Or if you can't do it, just say, Coach, I'd rather not. But uh, I got to ask. <laughs> so if you, come, if, you come, if you come to the show on Wednesday, those oh. Wednesday. <laughs> and you sit down with me, you'll be able to release it first on your social media. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had to. I, I had to ask that. I, I kind of knew that was that 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 was going to be the uh, answer. Um, let me move quickly. And I, again, I, I appreciate but, your time. But, but we. But but I will say that um, it's a schedule that's very competitive, and but it's it's one that 
You know, like I always say that I try to do my very best for all fans. And, and it's a difficult schedule because adding the two teams, adding the two Florida schools in, uh, FAM and Bethune has, mm-hmm. uh, you know, makes it a little difficult. And uh, somehow bye weeks are late where you have to add those games, and that makes it very tough. So you have to move some games around. But, uh, you know, I you know, I believe in trying to bring great matchups to our home campuses, and I think that uh, this schedule will speak to it. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A source told me, I, I kind of – uh, told me that uh, Southern will be traveling to uh, Daytona Beach. Um, also, a little birdie told me the first game is going to be exciting. And then also, now you may not be able to talk about this, Coach Banks, but uh, a certain school who everybody knows that I just, I love to uh, <laughs> go against them. Now I'm hearing that that's going to be home and home, although it's not a conference game. It'll count overall. Um, I, I, I don't know, Coach Banks, you're, you're, you're looking off. I don't know if you're going to answer that one, but um, uh, hey, I, an I, exciting, I, 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 exciting schedule, Coach. That we played. I'm excited <laughs> about the chess game that we played, and I try to do my very best for the fans, so just look look forward to Wednesday. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'll say, you know, you know who I, I, I like to uh, play against, and uh, they, they got the best of us last year, but – that was last year. Um, I did have a, a, a Charles. A, if you like Charles, you can ask uh, Coach yeah, Banks a question. I have a question. Well, I have a comment first of all, and I and I, Coach, when me and Carlos talk about this, when you come on, you're really transparent in terms of the feelings, in terms of how this stuff works, because I I really look for more of that from other athletic directors. Our athletic director, Raynoy Dido, I try to. Talk to him about that because I think fans need to know these things. And I can speak to the processes that you're dealing with that I'm a part of as well. For example, I'm on this game day committee meeting that we meet during football season for our home games. And you talked about the technology of the mobile ticketing and all of that. Um, We have a person on campus that handles that process. So it's not just, uh, just doing it externally everything has to tie into the university structure and so that that's not an easy thing to do and so i I do understand what you're going through there because we go through the same thing in terms of mobile ticketing and making sure wi-fi is where it needs to be and how strong and all that that's not an easy process because i know our cits computer information technology services person personally and and we talk about that all the time so it it is a challenge and then just the fact that I think if people know these things that you've talked about, I think you do the best that you can and at least put it out there on the plate and let people see this is how it works. And then someone like myself that sees it, I'm like, hmm, okay, that's how it works. So now I know what, as a fan, what I need to know and what I need to do. Because sometimes you don't get that information or sometimes it's not right or whatever the case. But you've been very transparent about the whole thing. And when you talk about Southern, and I, and I really appreciate that because I totally, as a person that works for a university, I understand how it works. It's kind of the same thing that we've got going here because we have to have stuff approved through our IHL board. That's what Mississippi is, IHL right. board, like Southern has a board. So I, I do appreciate that, and I do understand those processes because it is not a quick thing. It's not a microwavable thing. 
It's not a snap of a finger. It has to go through a lot of different processes before it gets done because that's that's because it is a state entity. So I, I do appreciate that and I do understand how that stuff goes. Yeah, I, I think the part is I tell everyone, everybody might not agree with all the decisions made, but when they have an understanding of the process, they can respect the decisions. And uh, yeah. and and I like to be very transparent because I, I I like to push myself and push our staff to do the very best that we can for our student athletes and our coaches and our fans. That's top priority. And so we're yeah. just not we're just not coming into work uh, doing what we want to do. We're focusing on the mission, and that's to be successful for everybody that I just named, and and also uh, to try to affect change positively where we can affect change by doing it the right way and so uh i believe in doing it the right way i believe in being transparent um things are not easy uh you know i tell a lot of people and and i like to emails i like feedback and a lot of people say man you listen to everybody <laughs> you know you're too busy for that but it's a simple taking time out because i think uh everybody um uh uh not wrong about what they say but can we do everything that they're saying is 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 not possible all the time and so uh i if they have an understanding of what we have to deal with from a policy and procedure standpoint i think it can clean up a lot of things going forward and then they give them a chance to say yes okay i i definitely need to invest or how can i do to help uh move these projects forward uh these student athletes uh give them a better experience with Coach Roman Banks here on the Coles Brown Show, director of athletics at Southern University. Um, two quick things, and, and, and as usual, uh, Coach Banks, I guess we'll have to uh, extend the invitation to you to come back because, my goodness, you can actually do three hours um, talking about different uh, topics. Uh, one question was, how has or how will revenue from the conference help our athletic programs. And then after that, I'm going to follow up with the Swag Nyack Challenge. Um, release dates now for future years, but I'll come back to that one. All right. Uh, so so the, so uh, first, I, I really need to make, make sure that everybody understands the great job that our commissioner, Charles McCullen, is doing. Uh, mm -hmm. He's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, uh, just like Southern, uh, a few years ago, the SWAC office was in, in great turmoil. And uh, we had a lot of problems. And, and obviously, since uh, the new commission have come in, things have changed. And uh, and he's been a person that, that drive policies and procedures, right? And so, uh, give you an example. Uh, you're looking at right now that we wasn't getting a distribution check. And it's not too many, too many teams at all level of conferences get a distribution check. That means get money back from a conference because you, uh, it's a privilege to be in a conference. Remember, you have to abide by the conference rules and regulations. That's a privilege. That's why you have a choice to join a conference or not or join what conference you think is important. And so uh, he's been able to take, well, we were getting zero dollars. He's been able, and I would say number to, 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 in return that each campus now are getting uh, uh, checks to go back to their budget to make change, which which been uh, a pretty good amount of money. And uh, obviously you have seen that he has taken, uh, in which he was urged by, by the presidents 
the council of presidents uh, to raise money for this conference. And, and how do you raise money for this conference? And, and that means that the, the conference that you're in have all exclusive rights to your game, right? That's the first step of it. And so he has the ability to go out and market and sell all our games first. And, uh, and, and you can see with the new TV contract that he signed about $6 million, which is going to continue to go up and return is going to give us all campuses, uh, that's a part of our conference, a chance to get those dollars, which I envision, you know, the next three to five years, those will be million dollar checks to the universities. And so mm -hmm. there's, there's no, there's no conference at our level turning out the amount of revenue to give back to the universities than, than what he has been able to do at this point. Yeah, that's, I, look, I, I'm in all agreement and, and, and Dr. McClellan, I trust. That's my little simple uh, motto. Uh, the SWAC MIAC Challenge. Coach, we, we, we got to, you, now, you, 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 you're a former coach, still a coach. I know you're competitive. What has got to happen to get get a better result in this SWAC MIAC Challenge and, and the, the Celebration Bowl? But um, Southern, 2025 against North Carolina Central, Coach Trey Oliver, who previously worked at Southern <laughs> University. I know him. Oh, and by the way, I still want to get Norfolk State and Southern in 2024. My, <laughs> my, 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 my breath on that one. messy. Well, that would be priceless. Start, he's trying to start some stuff on here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but. 2025, <laughs> Southern and North Carolina Central. Uh, I think that, that's going to be a great addition to this series in 2025. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, we've been working uh, to get back in that challenge for, for a few years now. And, and actually, we were probably supposed to be in there this year, but uh, leading back, but things didn't work out. And so uh the opportunity come around where we we've been able to come to agreement to go in in 25 and and to create that that matchup against to make it a friend of rivalry obviously uh coach oliver coached here uh who's a good coach uh you know just won the bowl and so uh we're excited uh we think that that's a game that's going to drive fans that fans want to see and uh i keep talking about uh those are the type of games that I would like to be involved in more than us going to play uh, Power Five schools. Because I think if those you play those type of games, I think they can make revenue. Look, I love to play home-and-home uh, uh, home against Tennessee State. I love to play home-and-home home against Hampton, uh, against Howard. I think, that, that, I think those games are exciting for our fans. Obviously, uh, uh, those, you don't see those games happening often. Uh, but I think if we can find ways to get to those type of games, I think that uh, it, it obviously helps when you play those games to me versus playing uh, someone like a, uh, like a Northwestern State, right? But when you can't play those games, it leaves you no choice but to play someone local to try to create that inner rivalry. Uh, and so uh, I'm speaking out the box to try to get those games going and uh, and I understand down and distance and all that, but I do think that 
one year that you can make a million dollars and one year I can make a million dollars, right? And that can help the budget. Or we can split the revenue on both both sites, uh, whether we play my place first or your place second. I think we have to be creative to find these ways because at the end of the day, our better revenue games right now for us are in conference. It's going to be the Jackson States, the fans, uh, uh, the, the prayer views and all those type of people. So uh, it's, it's just the, the, the ideal of that's what our fans and traditionally that they want to see. And if we can bring those games back, you know, I mean, all corn down the road is great for us and you'll see the game packed today, another little ride down the street. So if we can make <laughs> those games are more important, more important that I think for HBCUs and other games. Coach, I, Coach Bates, I see Charles just has a, a, a grin on his face. I, I, and I wonder. Something he want to get out. I wonder why. He wanna say. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, well, I, jump I, in. I, I, I'm going to myself, Coach Banks. You you know, we, I think the last time you were on, we talked about this. There's a school 30 miles from where you sit, right up I-12. I would love to see. Yeah. Now, you now you talked about the logistical challenges in terms, in terms of stadium capacity. Is that an unrealistic? And I'm talking about Southern and Southeastern. Is that a possibility or is that an impossibility from, from where you sit? So, so let me say this, and uh, here's, I, I think it's, 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 it's a game that can happen. I think sometimes those games have to happen because of our scheduling process, right? And so at the end of the day, people think, oh, you can just go play them, you can play them. You know this thing has to match up like a puzzle. And I don't right. think people understand how scheduling works. Uh, but I do think it's realistic right up the road. I mean, they've got a really, really good program. But here's one of my, here's one of my, uh, and I'm fighting for Southern University now. I, you know, I, people say I'm a hard scheduler. But we're going to go, <laughs> and I worked at Southeastern, so we're going to go pack your place that holds less than 10,000. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go up on a ticket, and we're going to pack it out. But let's just be real. When you all come to us, you bring a 1,000 fans, Right. But everywhere we go, we're breaking the records. You're making history, your largest crowd, your biggest crowd. So, yes, we could play a home and home. But I think at, at, at the same time, if we go to a place that they have to be able to give us some type of revenue because we're doing crazy numbers for them that we, that's not reciprocated back when they come to us. Yeah. A, percent, a percentage is what I'm hearing, Coach? Yes. Coach Banks? Yes. Okay, percentage. And, and what about a two-for-one deal? Come to Southern twice. Uh, you know, or you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I think those are situations that you know you've seen. I don't know if you're aware, but we got into that deal with with uh, with Matinee State, and that ended up working out pretty well for us. And so you have to mm -hmm. you have to some type of way talk about a revenue package or the two for one deal. And uh, mm -hmm. and so those are those are the schools that that we it, that we know that we bring great crowds to our fans go down there and and uh you know they go up on prices they go up on parking and all those and we're going to pack it out but just traditionally in numbers when you come to us you know we selling a thousand tickets to your fans i don't think that's fair for southern university yeah yeah well i i, I charles i've heard uh, others talk about that you know i'm talking about others fans uh yeah. Uh, uh, bring bring that up, Coach Banks. We we kind of went past our time, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I understand. And we still didn't talk about 
uh, the swag baseball tournament in 2023. Were, yay or nay for you? Well, I don't know if I should say nay, but uh, your, your thoughts on on the tournament well, moving to Atlanta. Well, once again, uh, I understand the reason why. Um, you know, I was more of a trying to keep it. I thought, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana areas where it's been have been mm-hmm. really good. Uh, yeah. But I do understand, you know, from a marketing standpoint, and then you start talking about from a sponsorship standpoint of what, what that uh, what that city want to do to bring that tournament there, and so you have to put those things on ta- on the table, and so uh, uh, that's again my personal like. I would rather seen it at some of the places that I mentioned, but from a business standpoint, it only makes sense for us to go there. Well, and then there's a process, and uh, and I'm sure uh, you were on the other side that didn't get what you would have liked to see but it's a process it's a it's a democracy if i can say it that way and uh for you charles why not all corner southeastern playing football that's a close game that's a turnaround mr mm -hmm. messy Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i I, I don't i don't don't disagree with that you are exactly right I, i you know there used to be several years ago and a few ad's ago sort of a a relationship in which we would play southeastern and for a time we played them in just about every sport football basketball baseball this is it's been some years ago but there was sort of a intra-university agreement between the two because we're only a couple of hours from hammond and vice versa i agree with you i think that's one school that you can play that it would bring good crowds to strawberry stadium or whatever the name of the stadium is and vice versa because we've done that and but we got away from it but i agree with you we that's one I definitely would like to see us crank up again. There's no question about that. I guess I'm just being messy because the two schools are 30 miles apart and it, it's such fertile recruiting ground with Hammond and Baton Rouge. I know there's a lot of other underlying dynamics with that too, but it's just, it just you know, just like Southern and LSU playing in football. I, I don't know if we'll ever see that again. I'm glad it happened because I just like to have seen that personally just to take a picture, but that's a selfish reason. But, uh, uh, but I, I agree. We should be playing Southeastern, and hopefully we we will going forward because I think it just makes sense. It's just too close not to. Yeah, and we play we play them in, in all the other sports, uh, you know, basically anyway. And so uh, it makes sense. And when you start talking, I, you, I heard y'all talking about budget challenges and all those things going forward. And so down and distance is going to make a lot of difference. A uh, huge difference for what we are able to do as athletic directors and universities for as playing games in the area, trying to uh, be a good steward over the budget and trying to make uh, the minimum contest and all those things that's required by the conference and the NCAA. And so uh, it, what you're saying is, is, is the right scheduling model um, that should make sense. Yeah. And speaking of schedule, and um, I, yeah, I think I tried once to get into breaking news. How about a yes or no? Will Southern uh, go to Alabama this year in the state yeah, of Alabama uh, for talk- a game? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be messy again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, also, the team, the team that I don't. The, the team to me that's the number one rivalry, and I get in trouble for this because most people say it's Grambling, but it's the other Tigers in the state. Um, I guess we'll we'll 
we'll know Wednesday about news about that game. Can, can so you say yes or no to that? Just come on out to TJ Ribs on Wednesday. To <laughs> and, uh, and if you get there early, I'll be there at 5 o'clock. The live version start at, at 6 at six thirty, But I'll be there at 5 o'clock and, and uh, give you all the information you need so you can release it on your social media. I'll get to see my buddy, Coach Terrence Grave, as well. I, I, I think I have a date for, for, for yeah. Wednesday. Well, <laughs> well Coach, yeah. I tried. And you'll get a chance. I'm excited. You know, we're going to be talking. Coach Dooley basically going to be talking throughout the show about the new signees. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for them to share that with the fans. Uh, you know, and we're trying to you – know, that's going to be shown, uh, you know, across the state live and, and on our uh, uh, Jaguar Sport Network. And so we're trying to add different ways and different features. Actually, you can watch the game if you can't be uh, – in, in the FG Clark Activity Center, you can watch the game on our Go Jazz Sports Network today. And uh, just go to our website and, and, and uh, you can pick it up. And that's another feature that we just bought that people, I don't know if they're aware of it or not, uh, but it give, give our student athletes, uh, the fans and their parents and friends to be able to watch them and all our facilities uh, going forward. And coach, that basketball court is beautiful. Uh, very yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate it. Once again, uh, you know, we trying. You you can go on and name a couple more things. We trying to do the very best we can, and and I'm thankful for Cal South. I was able to engage with them uh, to 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 help us fund this court, and uh, and so those are the type of partnerships that it's going to take uh, moving us forward. And uh, and and so we're thankful. You know, that's been 20 plus years. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, we got new goals and all that stuff. And so we have really, and we're looking to, you know, do the scoreboard. We're looking to do a lot of things in there uh, that's outdated. It's analog and it's not digital, which is very surprising, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But so we're looking, and once again, that, that that is a university function as well, to be able to change all that out and make us digital. Uh, you know, and it's not just the basketball arena when I start bringing the idea, right? So you should be able to, we should be able in that arena, be able to, uh, to, to show graduation uh, from, a, from, a, from a standpoint on our, on our own in-house network. Uh, that is the main building of that campus as well. And so when I start talking about recreating the environment, I'm talking about recreating the, the environment to, to, to better the university, not just athletics. Well, it has been a interesting talk. Um conversation with with coach uh banks director of athletics at southern university uh hopefully we were able we we didn't go over every topic that uh was requested but uh um we talked about projects um what you would like to see uh, also update on the ability to uh buy tickets online you gave an update on that and uh one of the most interesting thing was that you, that uh, we, we talked about uh Specific persons are interested if they wanted to renovate the football locker room and any other projects. You you basically said that you you know you're okay with that, but it's a process that you have to go through to 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 get those things done. But so but you are open to uh, the ability for uh, people or an organization or businesses 
but it's just a process that you have to follow to get it done, correct? Yeah, correct. Just like okay. the process of Care South coming in and, and, and being a, and we got their name on the court coming in, sitting down, saying, hey, yes, we'll do this project, talked about how it works, uh, you know, and, and, and it happened. So uh, it's the same type of conversation. Uh, but, but let's, I always said, let's make sure that when we talk about it, talk about it holistically, uh, we have to have which way we're going to fund it, no matter if we financing or whatever the case may be before it can go anywhere. And so, uh, when people come, you know, let's come solution driven instead of, uh, I call it, uh, on the impacts of just trying to make money. And Dot the eyes and cross the T's. Yeah, and I say this too. You you asked me uh, where I think we are, uh, you know, from an athletic department standpoint, and uh, it, it and I, I I tell you what, I don't mind coming back. Let's get get this schedule behind us and and uh, you know come back and doing answering all questions for our show. So I like to inform people, but uh, I think we're to the point, and I think that this have shown the time have shown that. Uh, we all all programs after going through this unusual data band now have all these scholarships back. They have their lot of practices time, and I always say it going into last year into this year that I think that Southern was will start to what I call uh, be the pillar of this conference. I think we are that, but the standard and continue uh, to finish in the top order of finishing in most sports now. I think that uh, we're on pace for that. Uh, you can't you can't ask a person uh, uh, to win uh, to win on regular basis uh, without being able to load the gun up fully, right? And so you're talking about uh, for basketball. I use that as an example. You know, with eight scholarships versus fifteen, how, how do you how do you think you can fare all the time if you don't have your gun loaded? And now we're to the point where where we have all our scholarships back after going through that embarrassing phase. Uh, we've been able to to uh, get back to our allotment numbers of coaches, and uh, and we're constantly raising money, growing the budget. I think we raised uh, last year, uh, my staff and I, uh, a little over a million dollars uh, in the close out the fiscal year. Uh, we just went through a state audit, what was a clean audit, and I, and I really, I really like to talk about that because you have to do things the right way, and the state is very tight. And so we're doing things the right way, and I think now that those wins will continue to show up. Well, we appreciate the time, and um, oh well, no, I can't do that. Someone, oh my, asked about the lawsuit, the Urban Edge Network. I tell you what, we. we how about two weeks from now? Or I'll contact you and see when the next available date because you definitely got to come back um, and uh, we can get into some more conversations. Uh, I will say this, Coach Banks, it is good, as like like what y'all said, to uh, come and answer the questions and be transparent. It, it clears up a whole lot of uh, hearsay. Or if you hear this, you hear that, you're getting it from the source. And so, uh, you know, maybe we won't agree to agree all the time. It's all right to agree to disagree sometimes, but at least Correct. coming on and talking about it and keeping the conversation alive. So I, I'm going to offer, <clears throat> excuse me, another time for you to come two weeks, but you let me know two, three weeks. 
You uh, call me, let's set it up, uh, uh, and I, I'll be willing to do if it's an hour or whatever because I think it's important uh, for Southern fans particularly that that they have an understanding and be able to ask ask questions and I can answer them going forward and uh, and I can be very transparent about it. All right, and thanks, Coach uh, Banks. Uh, another guy that I guess you remember, Coach Van Petaway, he's standing by. And uh, I'm, I'm going to bring him on next and then bring another guest and we'll close out the show. But I appreciate Coach the Petaway. time. The run, yeah, Coach the Petaway. Running, <laughs> the, the, the new edition of Ben Joe, the running and gunning. Shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, my favorite coach yeah. to see to come into the FG Clark Activity Center. Opposing hey, coach, you go, man. When you, when you went to Huntsville, you can rest assured they're going to have the heat on in the locker room. It's going to be about 110 in there. I remember those days. He, he won't admit to that, but uh, <laughs> I understand. Have a great weekend, hey, uh, hey, Coach. I'll see y'all there. Tell everybody to spread the word. I'm headed I'm headed to the FG Clark Activity Center. Let's pack it out. Yes, sir. The FG Clark Activity Center on, on the spot, first place. All-Core State yes, and Southern University. And you get to see uh, famous Coach Roman Banks and uh, Charles Edmund, who I believe is going to be in the SWAC Media Hall of Fame when it's all yes, said and done. Yeah, he will. He's saying no, but he will. He will. He Have will. a great weekend, Coach. All right. Thank you all. Have a good one. All Appreciate right. it. We're going to take – we're going to take a quick timeout, um, and then we'll bring in Coach Petaway, and then i got to get Willa Brown in. Let's see if uh, our producer will be able to get them all in at the same time, and we can have another conversation. Uh, you're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson, like really loves. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. It's like a loot machine. Watch your favorite black colleges. Some 
try to be transparent and uh, I'll have to follow that rule. Um, if you're watching us on the Black College Sports Network Facebook page, jump over to the Coles Brown Facebook page or youtube.com slash myjbn1 to see the conclusion of the show. Our Black College Sports Network Facebook page is getting ready and they've already started to broadcast their Super Saturday of HBCU uh, basketball games featuring Tuskegee at Miles. And that started already. So I had to be transparent. I missed my break. On time. I was supposed to do that before the break. So I definitely apologize. But now I have uh, Coach Van Petaway in his beautiful maroon, I almost said red, maroon and white, Alabama A&M, Willa Brown, uh, A.D. at Fort Valley State, and then Charles Messi Edmonds. That's his <laughs> new nickname, Charles Messi Edmonds, uh, with, that, with, that, with that football scheduling. But, guys, uh, for Willa Brown and, and Coach Petaway, good afternoon. Um, Coach Petaway, you agree? Yes. Game of the week in the conference, Alcorn State and Southern University – your thoughts on that ball game? I, I think that's 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 two of the best team men's teams in the league. Uh, they're going head to head. Southern should have the advantage. They're playing at home, but coach, here's the thing, though, Coach Busty's team they travel well. They play on the road. I mean, because he starts it with his defense. So anytime that you do that, defense travels everywhere. Offense may not show up, but defense will be there. And I think. Uh, I think it's a great matchup. It's going to look good for the SWAC to have two of the top 10 uh, teams on the men's side. And then when you look at the women, I, I like Jackson State and Grambling today. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a big game uh, on, on the women's side because uh, uh, Jackson State showed their vulnerability when they lost out at Texas to Prairie View. But they have since then, they have rebounded and have come back. And then also on the men's side, Carlos, you better get ready for uh, Southern Uni- uh, uh, Texas Southern. They're healthy now, and they're playing. They're playing well. And picked and picked to win it all, and then also that that women's basketball game you mentioned, Jackson State and Grambling State, um, has started twelve thirty on HBCU right. Go uh, right. TV. Um, Wheeler, I I actually saw um, on social media. Um, I think it was a game Fort Valley State against somebody. I don't know if it was last week, but uh, the atmosphere, I just saw it on social media. It looked pretty doggone good. Who was it? Fort Valley State hosting, uh, I think. State. Oh, that's, a, that's a big rival. rival. Yeah. yeah, that's a that, rival that game. Was, uh, 
our basketball homecoming, I guess you want to call it that. And uh, but that's that's always a bond burner, no no doubt about that. But we did Willa, have a great you, crowd. That's good, Willa. Do you get uh, excited? I know you're the director of athletics, but uh, a former athlete does the competitiveness come out to you even when you're watching a, a basketball game or a sporting event? Oh, of course, of course. You have to kind of try to temper it down a little bit, you know, because, you know, you want to – well, I mean, when you're at home, you you don't have to be equal across the board, you know. So you can go ahead and cheer for your, your squad outright, that sort of thing. And, you know, me being a former college basketball coach also, that's what it did to me too. And, uh, you know, so I, I like to pick the – pick it apart and strategize and all that sort of thing and stuff. So that's why I kind of sit up in a corner by myself away from folks so that, uh, you know, I can say and do <laughs> what I want to do and not, not offend anybody. Well, see, and, and see, that's the difference, Charles. You're, you call games, coach Petaway, coach, coach it, Will Brown coach it. I'm the fan. And guess what I'm doing? I'm sitting with my best friend in the crowd and I'm looking for everything that's not going right or what they're doing wrong. And I warn people around me, you know, I'm not being negative per se, but I'm just looking at what can happen, what they need to improve on during the game. But I, of course, I'm not a coach. Coach Petaway, so with that yeah. being said, who, who who do you like in this game? Can I put you on the spot? Well, I, I think right now Coach Wood has more to prove. I, I think this is his year. This is his contract year. So I'm 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 banking on him being at home, uh, pushing his kids a little. It's going to be a close game. Number one, it's going to be a hard fought game. But I, but I, but I, I think your your Jaguars might come out of this one. They might, they might come out of this one today uh, because of the fact that they got to separate themselves if they want to win this championship. And I think Coach Woods will uh, get behind those kids. Hey, but Carlos, let me say something. I came mm -hmm. in and I was able to hear a lot of the first segment. I, I want to thank, I, I, I want to thank uh, your athletic director down there at, at, at Southern University and also uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Brown, who's on today, because what they do, they tell it like it is, and they, they, they're transparent. And I think that's what's been wrong a lot of times in the SWAT. The fans are, are up in arms a lot of times because they don't know. But, but when you have athletic directors who are willing to put it out there, I think it helps everything. Because like the ticket situation and, and, and buying mobile tickets and stuff like that, when, when an athletic director, an administrator in, in uh, athletics, and you're president of the university – when they're transparent, it makes it easier for the fans and everybody. So I just want to I just want to thank both of them because over the years, uh, they have been transparent, and that's what we need more of. That we need more of that from our athletic directors and our presidents to get the word and the correct message out to our alum and our fans. And I promise you, I think we'll have a better product when they do that. So I just want to commend them for what they're doing. Just continue to do that. Yes, I, I so, agree. And, and Carlos, I want to add. I want to mm -hmm. add to what Coach Petaway just said. 
know, there are not a lot of shows out there. Well, there are a lot of shows out there. There are not a lot of shows out there like yours that's willing to go that extra mile to find out, you know, the nuts and bolts and, you know, the fine tunings in terms of, you know, how things actually work within a department, that sort of thing. You know, a lot of times, you know, we only see our faces when somebody like Ed Reed rants and raves or, you know, somebody like Prime got something to say, that sort of thing and stuff. But very rarely do we as athletic directors have the kind of form that you provide, you know, to be able to come out and let our constituents know exactly what's going on. So I'm like Coach Petaway, you know, that's a that's a great feather on, on your cap as well as Charles. And uh, you know, I'm 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 appreciative just to have that outlet to be able to speak with people and inform people and let folk know exactly what's going on. Right. And, 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 and it's a learning thing um, uh, for me, like certain things, like once before when I had former uh, Southern AD on Floyd Kerr, I, I did not understand and did not know about like uh, things behind the scene, like insurance for the student athletes, particularly, you know, in the, in the summertime. And so, uh, you know, me and Charles have had discussions about it, but um, it is, Will, I, let me just say this. Everybody doesn't have the temperament to coach, no matter right. what sport, director right. of athletics. It's still a tough job, and you take a lot of hits. Trust me. I, I get text messages up to midnight a lot of times when something is wrong or they don't understand something. So at least I can just try to at least get them on. And uh, we've had a few director of athletics uh, to, to come on uh, within the conference and outside the conference. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to continue to provide an outlet uh, uh, for uh, these kind of conversations because they, they're important. And, and, and guys, this is Charles Wheeler and Coach Petaway. You know, I, I kind of feel like the thing with Ed Reed and the Bethune-Cookman fiasco that, that – that's going on. And then you're seeing underlining things happening. Um, our HBCUs is all that we have. And let me see if you agree with this. They have to be relevant two, 300, a thousand years from now, because they have a purpose. Uh, do they have problems that they need to have solved? Yes. But I think we all, when I say all, it's a collective opportunity for all of us to help. And, and and I think you have to get away from this messiah, a uh, 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 savior, one person to solve a lot of the problems. It's going to take a collective. Uh, do you agree or am I just way off base on that? No, I, I, I think wanna, it is. I want to start stay. off. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to start off, if you don't mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who could not have seen that coming? Right. Who could not have seen that Ed Reed fiasco coming? I mean, if, 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 if you do your due diligence, if you do your homework and research, okay, and understand the character or characters that you're looking at, that sort of thing, who in their right mind could not have seen that coming? You know, so no way... 
no way you touch that guy and there's no knock against ed reed no way you touch that guy with a 10-foot pole you know you just you look back at the history i mean you know you have to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody but if you do your due diligence you know you know this guy is, is a hothead he played that way temperament he's given yeah. himself that way almost 24 7. you know why would you not think that he's not going to uh criticize you or say something bad about his surroundings if if he sees it he don't know that he's doing something wrong he's not ingrained in our culture he doesn't know you know he doesn't know that you know you got to work these things behind the scenes that sort of thing and stuff you know he's doing things the way that he was always taught as a player you know in the other environment you know you bring it out right now you put it out you put it out there for the street to see for the world to see you know and you deal with it accordingly so i mean i, I just don't understand reggie theus and you know the, the the president at Bethune thinking that this guy was going to be something totally different from what his persona had already dictated that he was and and wheeler i just got to put it out there one size doesn't fit all and i think it's right. with the situation with coach sanders and now and charles you know, he's talked about it. He says he thinks it's going to be a trend that you will continue to see. I am not of that mentality. Uh, you know, cel <clears throat> a, cel a celebrity celebration coach, it worked for Jackson State, but they also had some hits as well. But uh, you, you guys, you, do you, you see this trend continuing? I, I don't agree with it. I really don't. That's just my opinion. Right. I, I, I think that uh, what happened at, at Bethune is going to uh, bring caution to some of these other presidents now. You know, I, I, I think what's going to happen now, they'll be more diligent. They'll be just like what Mr. Brown is talking about. They'll do their research be before they, they, mm -hmm. they look at just because a person played in the NFL does not make them a good coach. Like in basketball, Magic Johnson will tell you, he's one of the best players ever. Did he think he could coach it? The game? No. Every, just because you play a sport does not mean that you're going to be a good, that you're going to be a great coach in that sport. Now that's been proven, and in fact, some of the better, uh, there are a few coaches out there that have done a great job, and they didn't even play their respective sports. So mm -hmm. I, I think the, the 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 personality and the demeanor of a person, I think a lot of that has to go into that hire. Does that coach's personality fit into what the the philosophy is of that of that uh, individual school. Is that what you want to see? And I think that's how they got to approach that because everybody's not going to be able to go out and, and get the dollars. To me personally, I don't know if Ed Reed was going to be able to go out and raise money for Bethune Cooks. Dion Coach Sanders has a different personality than, than Ed Reed. So he was successful in getting things done because he was already big before he got to uh, Jackson State. Was as Ed Reed is a Hall of Famer, but he's not been in athletics long enough to 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 have a name where mm -hmm. people are going to follow him in terms of laying down the dollar. You know, because it's it's going to take a a collective 
it, it's going to take a bunch of people put together for all of our HBCUs for them to succeed. There's no one trick pony. There's no one person out there that's going to turn around any HBCU because they've been underfunded by the, their respective states so long. It's not going to happen overnight. So it's going to take collective efforts by everybody. And it starts with our alumni base. It starts with our alumni. Our alumni have to take more pride in their institutions. And it starts with them. And then it goes to the leadership at your university, from the president on down to that athletic director, on through to those coaches. They all have to be on the same page. Because if the coaches are not going out selling their program, the athletic director is not going to be able to do it for all of the programs. The coach has got to take ownership. When I coach, I took ownership for my program, from everything, from 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 the, the, the cleanliness of the facilities to the heat in the locker room, all of it. <laughs> uh, you, 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 heard, you heard that, huh, Coach Treadaway? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Everybody complained about the heat. Now, this is the, just the God have the truth. You had a choice. Either you had heat, which was going to be hot, or I could turn it off if you don't have anything. Because you got to now, was built in 74. So, so the, the heating system, heating and cooling back then, they didn't have an on-off switch. <laughs> wow. To, no, I'm serious. The system had to be booted up one way or the other. in the wintertime and then in the summertime. And this is the God having truth. In the summertime, you had to have a, a coat on, an overcoat. <laughs> it was so cold in that building. You had to have right. an overcoat on if you were in Elmore because it, it was so cold during the summertime. <laughs> so, so wow. he, uh, yep, yep. But 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 that's I mean that, that's HBCUs and that was part of our personality. That's why my teams played well because they, they they're used to, to practicing in the heat and playing in the heat, and that's why we were a transition team. But and, and I loved it. You know, I didn't have everything that I needed, but I but that's my institution. And so I accepted it. I did what I had to do. You think about it. You all didn't hear about a lot of the stuff about A&M until I was finished. I never talked about it when I was a coach because that's my school. That's my school. Those were my players. I protected my players. So that yeah. I think that that's what you got to have. You got to be invested. I was invested. I, grad, I went to school there. I came back to work there. My kids, my wife, well, I'm invested. And that's what you got to have more of. I think at these HBCUs, you got to have more coaches that are vested. They're not using it as a stepping stone. That's what you got to look at to to include administrators. Same thing. You got to have people that are invested that want to be there. They're not looking to be use your your program as a stepping stone. And I think Carlos, when when you're a younger coach and you're a younger administrator, you know it's it's. It's about you and your team. It's about you and your department, that sort of thing. As you get older and you see exactly what's going on, that sort of thing, you become more in tune with the fact that it, it ain't about you or your department. It's about the university overall. And there's so many other things 
that are as important or just as important as that little swap of land that you oversee at that particular time. You know, so I understand our administrators having to spend money on academics and, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, they got nice dorms and, you know, making sure the library is up to snuff and all those kinds of things. I understand where I stand in the hierarchy of things, in the grand scheme of things. And I'm okay with that. You know, as a young administrator, as a young coach, I might not have been okay with that. You know, but as you grow and develop, you know, in this game, you get a chance to see things as they really are. And it brings you a whole different perspective. Yeah, so, you know, I'd just like to throw that in there. Now, very well said for everybody uh, on, on the panel for this 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 discussion because, man, you know, you, you love your HBCUs. You invested. I've heard that. Um, and if you love it, you won't let nobody hurt it. And so that's why, and I said earlier, circle the wagons because you have some that are not, uh, don't know much about the HBCU culture. And if you expect them to come in and understand it, they, they're not. So circle the wagons. We got to make sure our HBCUs are viable, both academically, athletically. And so the future will look bright as far as with um, our, our HBCUs. Um, we're literally out of time, and um, right. but we, we, we'll come back next week, but a closing comment from uh, Charles Wheeler and Coach Petaway about uh, today's show or uh, what's on your, your heart to, to say. Um, for me, just quickly on the whole Bethune-Cookman situation, I just hope they get it together. However way, whether it's the president, whether it's Reggie Diaz, whatever, because it's more than just about Ed Reed. It's about the student-athletes. It's about the university. They've gone through a lot in terms of natural disasters. Hope they get it together because we're we're all a family. We're all swack, and you know we are swack. And so we'll let let's just hope the swack school, Bethune Cookman, gets it gets it together because we all need each other. Right, and I'm gonna pick it back off of Charles. We we got to do what's best for the conference. We got to do best at we, we're members of the swack. We got to always push our our conference, push our institutions, and we got to have more people. We got to have more administrators who see eye to eye with the coaches and the administration in the terms of the way the goal of the university and i think that i think that's what you got to have I, I just want to throw my message out there to all hbcus you know let's stop the madness you know stop stop the madness <laughs> this this star thing and you know i got to i got to make the biggest splash and all that sort of thing and stuff Let's just go back to the nuts and bolts. You know, what What are we about? What is it that we're looking for? What's going to be the best for our kids? That sort of thing and stuff. Let's get away from, you know, who stars, shines the brightest and all that sort of thing. Let's reward those guys who have, you know, come up in the trenches and pull themselves up by the bootstraps, you know, in order to, you know, coach on our respective levels. You know, let's let's reward those people, you know, and and stop shooting for the flash in the pan and try to catch lightning in a bottle, that sort of thing and stuff. And, yeah, we we just, you know, I'm old school kind of guy. I admit it. 
you know i i'll be that way till i die and uh you know i i just want us to get back to the way things used to be when we really cared about the kids when we really and you know invested in their well-being and you know wanted to watch them grow and develop and all that sort of thing and stuff you know it ain't about the names on the back of the jersey it's about the name on the front of the jersey you know that that sort of thing so i i just want us all to get back to that day and maybe we will maybe we won't but i just want to throw that one out there well guys i appreciate it and i, and I, I learned so much from from you guys and i and i love talking with you and um you you bring a great perspective uh to the show so if unless something changed next week let's all get back together we we can talk some more about um issues that are affecting hbcus also swag basketball uh coach petaway believes that southern could possibly Pull it out, Charles. I know you are going to be pulling for the break. Yeah, there we go. There there, there we go. But I'll just say this. Whoever loses this ball game today, it won't be the end of the season. Whoever wins it, they'll just have a leg up. But there are teams coming up from the middle and the rear. I think this, this conference race will go down uh, uh, to 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 the end. I appreciate Charles. Quick, quickly, Carlos, you know this is oh, this is the only time we're going to play Southern. You know, I think that's another factor we we don't talk about a lot. Some teams you're only playing one time. This one is the time. only time yep. we'll play Southern. So the tiebreakers will come into a factor if if we're tied at the end. It's not like we're playing teams twice like we used to be. This is the only show in town, all corn and Southern in the regular season, unless we meet in the tournament. So that makes this matchup yep. even bigger. Yep. I guess I better. I guess I better whisper a quick text to Coach Woods <laughs> to, 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 let him, to let him know. Don't let me down, our Coach Fonchez. I'm gonna start whispering in your ear. Uh, <laughs> it is my job to just keep you focused. <laughs> I, I really, I'm being facetious. Will Coach Petaway, Melody, our producer, appreciate everyone for tuning in and watching make sure you join us next saturday at 11 a.m central standard time for another edition of the carlos brown show right here <laughs> on the black college sports network boy there he goes with that chant until <laughs> next saturday peace and god bless All right. <laughs>